This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco had something to do after the program, so he couldn't join us. He did do the warm-up show. He did do four hours with Boomer. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, podcast people. Well, this is a uh, Ask Eddie Anything segment or uh, topic of the podcast today. I actually got a lot of good um, questions for you. Okay. So I'd, I'd like to hop right into it, if you don't mind. Surely. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, this comes from Golf and Roll on Twitter. I know Eddie believes in UFOs. Does he believe in Bigfoot? Um, hmm. Well, that's a tougher one really to accept. Uh, there may be some uh, what they call cryptids out there, you know, these mythological beings that just haven't been found yet, although I, I do find... Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, I do find that hard to believe. I, I believe that these creatures would have been found already. So I'll have to unfortunately say no on that mm. one. And I know they've done scans of Loch Ness and found nothing. For They've done it a number of different times. Yes. Where they, they've got, they use the high-powered equipment now where they could see everything that's going on in the water there, and there's no Loch Ness Monster, unfortunately. Yeah, and all and uh, a lot of large lakes, um, Lake Champlain, mm-hmm. Lake Tahoe, you know, Champ and uh, uh, Tessie, I believe, and okay. then there's one in the Lake Victoria in Africa. But you know, these plesiosaurs—that's what they're rumored to be. Yes, they're huge. Yeah, they're dinosaurs. I, I, yeah, I, just, I, I, again, you know, as much as I would like to believe that all these cryptids are are real, I, I don't think so. Here's a great question. This comes from uh, someone whose uh, Twitter handle is uh, YRTG5. Is Eddie open-minded to listen to an argument that there is a God? Sure, I am. Yeah, I've had uh, many discussions with people about that. So I I have not been swayed into believing that there is a God yet, but uh, I have had uh, long discussions and, and... one of my uh, crowning uh, achievements, I believe, um, and I've done this on several occasions, is when the Jehovah's Witness uh, come <laughs> around. Yeah. Um, I will talk to them to the point where they are checking their watches <laughs> and they are the ones to end it. We've got to really head out. Uh... Yeah. We've got really lots of souls to save. <laughs> and yeah, I've had over, hour, over an hour discussion with these people. Now, I believe it was at the uh, Sydney Assize and Matt Martin wedding where I went up to the bar and you were talking to the priest. I was? Yeah. God, how much of it did I have to drink? You guys were having a nice conversation, too. I thought it was interesting. Like, you guys, I think we're talking religion. Uh, yeah, I, and that does not surprise that. me. I, I, <laughs> I have zero memory. All right. I, I didn't really think I drank that much. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely were talking to the priest. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun question from Dan Smizzle. All right, Mr. Smizzle. And I I wasn't even sure of the question until I finished the question. The first part, I wasn't sure what he was getting at, but the second part, I understand now. He says, uh, Eddie, would you rather live during the ascendancy of a civilization or during its decline? Oh, the ascendancy, for sure, because (laughs) the decline, well, who wants that? Right. Although, but it's a lot of hard work in the beginning, the ascendancy. Sure, but you know it's it's uh, hopefulness and it's uh, you know progression and there's 
always something better coming, uh, but in the decline. I mean, you know, that's uh, some say we're in that now. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of depressing and sad. It's not you fun. Know, with, uh, you know, climate change and social unrest and things falling apart. No, no good. No, give me the right. ascendancy for sure. Right. Everyone's in a good mood. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren from the seven line reaching out for the Twitter Q and a of Eddie Scazzeri. Uh, will Eddie ever get a buzz cut? Mm, well, mm, never say never. Head. Uh, you know, if, uh, if the price is right, um, and it's gotta be pretty damn high. Yeah. I would say, sure. I w I would do that cause it would grow back ev eventually. Um, but, uh, do I ever intend to, uh, get a buzz cut? Uh, no. And, you know, unless uh, someone uh, comes across with the right amount of cash or, uh, you know, I uh, get brain cancer. So one of so those one two. Of those two. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, Mike Calagna on Twitter asks, how many drops does Eddie have that he is not allowed to play on the air? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I would say, well, I, I actually, just for safety's sake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I... I did eliminate some of them just because, you know, you don't want a, a, a stray click right. to uh, cost uh, us our license or me my job. But there are still a few that uh, are especially in the wrong context. Like I played one, I don't know, last week or two weeks ago that I had been waiting to play, but I could never do it. But then there was a situation where... And I actually asked you for permission. I forget what the hell it was. Yeah, it was one that were the one where Gio said he never thought he would hear that on the air. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. So, um, oh yeah, the Carlin, my left nut, suck my suck left my nut. left nut. But in 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 the wrong context, that is a definite no no go. But in the uh, you know, in sort of uh, just a random thing, it was passable. Yeah, I felt like, because you had asked me before you play it, and I felt like we had gotten past the sexual stuff. Yes. And then it was just, you were they were onto another topic, and in the dead air, you just dropped Carlin saying, suck my left nut. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite amusing. Um, <laughs> but again, we didn't want to replay that as moment, although right. it was moment. Um, so we had to sort of dance around that. There's probably, um, yeah, there's probably 10 to, 10 to 15 that are uh, no go, not safe for work or safe for air, and right. there's there's a lot of others that in the wrong context would be right. troublesome, but sort of uh, randomly or in the exact right circumstance would be okay. Right. There were even some that you you had taken them out of context, of course. Yes. But then to be played on their own just is terrible. I'm thinking of one about with Boomer and a fishbowl. Yes. I mean, I can't even explain that here because it sounds so filthy. Yeah. And I don't know what he was referencing on the air where he said that. Yeah, I think he was sort of going for it. I think it was one of those confused, twisted analogies, you know, living in a fishbowl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he didn't say living. You know, I think that was that situation. I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. It, even the way he said it, it was like yeah, but it, said like sort of weirdly angry, and I'm like, yeah, when was this right? That's a great one. Yeah, uh, could we say it or no? I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess out of context. Yes, again, it's out of context. Yeah, so he said it. You know, I was living in a fishbowl, meaning obviously, you know, uh, you're under the spotlight, all eyes are right. on you, know where to go. But he mistakenly said coming in a fishbowl. Right. Which um, was and, quite hilarious. And you have that drop, but he, but the way he says it, he's like, coming up. Yes, fishbowl. it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds not great. <laughs> that was one of those where it was like, when, did he, when would he have said this? Exactly. But it was just one of those uh, sort of uh, twisted analogies that he Mixed is. Mixed uh, metaphors, do we say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Quite famous for. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, this comes from uh, Patrick. Would you rather only be able to communicate through drops or never be able to use drops again? On the show or in, in the life? I think on the show. Uh, I would say only if I had like a piece of uh, duct tape over my mouth yeah. and I could only do the drops, I would yes. choose that. Yes, I would think so. As would the audience. We could not <laughs> yeah, live right. without the drops. Because <laughs> they really don't care what I have to say. I say you, you really, on the weeks when you are off and in the summer you... 
you know, you take two weeks off or whatever it is like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it is really evident when the drops are not there. Yeah. Because I even count on them for, and I don't know, like to me, sometimes when I'm when I'm gathering up the topics for the warm-up show, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of the drops in my head and I'm like, oh, that could extend, that could take something that's really like a 30-second thing. Like even something silly like the Nets. So it's like uh, the Nets uh, won a playoff game or something, which I have no interest in talking about the Nets. But I'll bring it up only knowing that you're going to play Evan on the loser drops, Evan making sounds about the Nets. Yes. Knowing that that can – this story on its own is not useful for the podcast or for the for the warm-up show, but I'm going to do it because I know the drops go along with it. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, um, and the funny thing is that – and if I enjoy it, and I think we as the show enjoys it, even though we know it's coming. Yes, which is, uh, I, I guess, speaks to the uh, the funniness of the of the drops. Right. Like when any time I hear Nets news, like if they lose in my head, I go, "Oh, yeah." No, that's the good one. He, the oh, long, right. Oh, <laughs> right. That's the bad one. Right. The oh, that's, that's where, where he's got win, or, ecstasy. Or yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then, and I'll do it also. I I think of the show topics too, depending like with Geo, right? So there was one just earlier this week. I guess it was Monday, where I was like, ah, oh, this you know I'm going to put this on the show sheet. But this would really be great if Geo was here. It was Mike Tomlin talking about the cleaning ambassadors. Yeah, although would have been awesome, right? That like that no one that means nothing now. But if Geo kept was talking like my Mike Tomlin about cleaning ambassadors, cleaning things. That's just like, oh, this would have been a yeah, great story. Yeah, that could be three or four minutes and right. moment of the day. Yes. Uh, here's from Dennis, 73. Uh, does Eddie expect a UFO disclosure with all the newly released evidence from our own government? Yeah, the, the, the Tic Tac video and all that yeah. stuff that's out there. Um, you know, I, I would say, uh, yeah, it's possible uh, yeah. that there will be. Uh, some sort of uh, an announcement. I mean, you know, I, I, I would. Of course, it depends upon the if it's a, if there's any truth to it, right? Um, but that'd be uh, wild if our government admitted to UFOs. Yeah, yeah, and um, well, yeah, that we've had contact. You know, because if you would think a uh, uh, a an intelligent species wouldn't just come down into Central Park. And uh, say, you know, to everyone, hey, you know, if they were kind of smart about it, knowing the, right. the panic it could cause, right? Uh, unless they were just here to cause panic and kill us all, <laughs> um, that they would seek out the perceived leaders of right. uh, our our globe and uh, go through them. Right. So I, I you know, listen, I, I always hope that uh, that will be the case someday because... I think they, if they're there and they're out there and they're capable of uh, interstellar travel, that they could uh, help us out quite a bit. Right. I'd love to have the aliens talk to Trump. See what's uh, see if we can get something together with him. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. That would be an interesting the conversation. Are terrific. Yeah. <laughs> they're the best. They're not from China. Then you notice they didn't land in China. They landed here. <laughs> and you notice they didn't land during the Obama administration. They right. waited. <laughs> uh, here's one from Matt Greco. And I think I know one of these answers. He says, have you ever had someone from outside the show complain about the use of their voice as a drop and demanded that you stop using their drop? Well, not directly to me, <laughs> but there, um, there has been, uh, well, Susan Walman. Uh, used to complain to Mark. And I oh, think, she did. I didn't know that. I, you know, I don't know so much the drops. I know it was Craig's impersonations of her. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, there was uh, again never directly to me, but the mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Francesa, I had heard. Uh, oh, right. Sometimes would <laughs> I forgot about that. Would, uh, <laughs> would make calls to uh, Mr. Right. Turnoff. Right. I remember Mark would like have us stop, have you stop using the drops, and that would last about three days, and then we go right back to there'd be one you couldn't resist. I know. I just, I can't help myself, and uh, and then but and I used to be able to blame Craig because he right. had an instant replay machine, <laughs> and that would be hey, it's, it's it's Craig. Talk uh, to him. But then you know, then Boomer would always get my back and say, you know, right, but right, but, but Mark these. wouldn't yell at Boomer, of course. He'd no. yell at us or me, right. 
And uh, but Boomer always would, uh, you know, you play. He would say, "You play those drops." So I did. I used to like when Mark would come in and yell at us, and we both would look puzzled, like, "What? What? Sh- what are you talking about? <laughs> and why are you talking to us? <laughs> the two guys are right in there." Then didn't uh, Sid Rosenberg not like at one point? Yes, you playing his his spectacular drops. Yeah, every time a gambling reference came yeah. up. Yeah, but which was very strange because he used to. Previously, he had loved it, right, and would reach out to me and and you know with uh, you know haha or whatever and, and right. enjoying it. I don't know what happened, and also because he you know wrote a book detailing his uh, many demons and right. and um, I didn't really think it would ever be an issue. So when it did happen, uh, I was kind of surprised. But you know, right. as things have evolved. Um, I, you know, I kind of used it less and less. I don't know if that was in my head for whatever yeah. reason, but, um, but we've uh, sort of found a, a, a new vo- voice. We've to, got, uh, <laughs> got a gam- we gambling use, problem. We now use JJ yes. for gambling references. Exactly. Um, what was the other one I was going to ask you about? Oh, so like the other day when you, when, cause I know you're still, you're still friends with Carlin. You've been friends with Carlin for a long time. Yes. Does, now, on a day like that where you're just unloading all the Chris Carlin drops, do you hear from him in a text like, oh, I thought that was funny or anything? Uh, I did not. I actually thought I might, and I actually yeah. meant to ask, because Gio is also close with him. Yes. I also, I meant to ask Gio, but I forgot to see if, if uh, Carlin had reached out to him. Right. Uh, but I, I, never, I never did. So... I don't know if it got back to him or if he heard it or I think he's working evenings now. So yeah, he's working. Evenings. Um, you know, perhaps the whole you know it's a impossible for him to listen, right? And maybe he doesn't want to listen. Um, but uh, no, I did not hear from him. I thought I might, but All right, because um, you had so many that day. Oh, that was yeah, that was just over the top. Because CeeLo uh, uh, turned me on to his little private tre- treasure trove. Yeah, CeeLo, there's a couple, are there, like, Gio used to have yep. uh, his own, when he was a producer, he would he would collect these sound bites yes. into his folder in the computer. Yeah, there's a few people. CeeLo yeah. is one, Ray Martel, <laughs> famously. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a few folks who uh, who do that sort of thing. I mean, not as sort of a, a profession as I do it. They do it to amuse themselves uh, in the newsroom, and and a lot of those things are you you cannot air because they're yeah. you know f bombs and this and that. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's where I got the suck my left nut from. Oh, you did? Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't have that. I was like, oh my god, and that's why I was like, so excited. I had to pull you down from the air and ask you off the air, can I use this? Because uh, I was so excited. Yeah. That's great. And I, I got uh, a, I got a few good, really good ones from that for future. Uh, Carlin uh, bits. Yeah, you do. What's the longest you've held on to a soundbite from the time that you got it to the time that you had an, a time perfectly timed to use on the well, air? Well, there was one recently that I did. Maybe the... Uh, I, I don't know if I had done it. I uh, used it before. The boomer saying again, strangely, they will donate their brains to science <laughs> after they're dead, which I used... Recently, you actually said, you know, I've been sitting on that for years. Years. Um, you know, because right, it was never appropriate. No, right. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember if I ever used it, maybe once years ago. So, I, you know, I had been waiting for that to come around. And so that was years. And there's been, uh, there's been um, others that I've waited months to use. Um, I remember I waited a long time before I used your, turns out I have a bionic penis. <laughs> And then Craig was like, how long have you been sitting on that? <laughs> um, and then uh, there was one uh, where I was just waiting for a certain uh, co-worker who frequents the control room. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, it had been some time uh, before uh, she had been in the control room. Yeah. And I had been sitting on for about three weeks. Uh, Gee, your breasts have gotten bigger. <laughs> um, and uh because it, it you know she not only had to be in the control room right but then she also had to be referenced right uh so that was um that was a quite a amusing time for myself right there now uh someone who was an amateur and you're a professional an amateur would get a drop and on the very next day feel like they needed to force it in yeah you, you don't so do that burning a hole in their pocket yeah 
you know, there are some, and also the, um, you know, the end of the show drop, how it's evolved to just total randomness. Yes. Now, if it's, you know, if there's something that's a callback from that show or something that happens to where, you know, an existing drop makes sense or something that I culled from that day that people would remember, that, that you know, I would use that. But more often than not, these days, I just use some totally random thing you said on the podcast. Right. And use that. So, you know, there will be ways for me to, you know, air them uh, without having to wait for a perfect opportunity. Right. The end of the show has just turned into like, you know, random craziness. Right. Another thing that's missing when you're not here. Yes. Well, I I will say this when, uh, you know, you take any of our pieces out and uh, it changes the whole the, yeah. the dynamic changes that's why just like with boomer and carton uh boomer and geo it's a gestalt where you know where it's we are more than the sum of our parts right which and we you, saw with uh, mike and the mad dog we yes. felt like they they both were better as a team correct separately mm-hmm. well you could cover a lot more hours separately uh yes yes all right, Eddie, that was the uh, post-game podcast and, and AEA, Ask Eddie Anything segment. Yes, and they did. They they covered a variety of topics. That was good. I was going to say, uh, I was hesitant to do it because I was like, I have people don't send good stuff, but it had been a while, but those were good. Those were very good topics. Yeah, so. Aliens, and, uh, which is usually, right. that's a go-to. Right. Atheism, which comes up every once in a while. Haircuts, mm-hmm. and of course, the... The typical drops thing, but right. they were different kind of drops. Different questions, not right. like what's your favorite drop? How right. many drops? How many you know, do you have? Yeah, uh, it was uh, very uh, interesting takes. Yeah, they did a very nice job. So thank you to the Twitter audience. Yes, thank you. Uh, Warm up show is next. That was with uh, Jerry Recco. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Jerry and Boomer for a Thursday. And until oh, and you're off Friday. Yes, and then Son next week. Gun. Yeah, next week I'm off as well. Yeah, I actually next week. What's that? I was off th- uh, three weeks in the summer. Oh, nice! Good job by you. Yeah, well, but you were coming into work every day. I was, and also I had, you know, I didn't use any vacation anywhere else. Yeah, you know, I don't always take three weeks in the summer. I, I try to, but it doesn't always work out. Yeah, if I go somewhere else, sometime blah blah blah. But uh, you know, nowhere to go, nothing to do. So the next week on the show, it'll be Geo and Jerry because me, you, and Boomer are off. Correct. With right. uh, Fleegs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bobby is on. Yes. Um, and then someone else is filling in for Bobby. James, I think. Yes. Uh, and then after that, then the Labor Day and then back to normal for everybody. And then see you at Thanksgiving. Right. All right. Then we will see you tomorrow on a Thursday. So. so- It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. I see Al has not changed this yet. That's okay. It's 5.03 on the <laughs> fan. It's midweek. We call it hump day. He's still down the Jersey Shore where I think he's going to live until he dies. But for now, he's alive and well. His name is Al Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I may move to, like, North Carolina or South Carolina eventually. But I thought you told me you actually have found a place that you could see yourself in for the rest of your life. Yeah, but who knows what goes on here in New Jersey. You never know uh, the political atmosphere, what goes on with taxes. You know, you can't be too sure anymore. South Dakota seems lovely. South Dakota? really cold. I don't know. It is? Isn't South South Dakota in the winter is going to be freezing, no? Yes, it can be. It's freezing here in the winter. Well, that's true, but I think it's probably a longer winter there. Yeah. But I think it's got to be lovely. Less people, cleaner air, land. Sounds kind of cool. Plus, one of those Dakotas has those giant president heads in Mount Rushmore. And you also can get direct TV out there, so I'd be good. Oh, all right. Well, then let's move to South Dakota. Get the show out here. <laughs> we can we, still do the show. <laughs> or we moved and do South Dakota sports talk and dominate the airwaves, Jerry. We'll be like all on the news. Local new some New Yorkers are coming here thinking they can do sports talk. That's true. We might get shot with Dakota. You never know. Who what would be the big what would be the closest protein? I have no idea about geography. I don't even Eddie, know where the Dakotas are. Right, I know. What would be the maps. closest pro team to South Dakota? It mm. borders uh, Minnesota. Oh, would be bo- Oh, that's up. Would be Vikings fans. 
Well, I can't do that. I'd still be a Cowboys fan, but we'd be talking Vikings football. We'd be talking Vikings football. T-Wolves basketball. Uh, Wyoming is next to it. Nebraska, Iowa, there's no protein. Nebraska's so not next to it. It is? Yeah, right below, below it. it. Is it really? Jerry, below South Dakota, Nebraska, to the left, looking at the map, is Wyoming, Montana, up top, North Dakota, to the well, right, Montana, Minnesota. Montana, we can go find Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. A lot of celebrities move out to Montana and get farms. David Letterman. Tom Brokaw, Holy Hammer. Who? Tom Brokaw. When the when the Olympics were in Lilyhammer, I oh. used to do an impression of Tom Brokaw talking about the Olympics. It would just go like this: Holy Hammer. That's that was as your far impression? as as far as I got. <laughs> I was working on it. As far as I got, though, doesn't seem like you worked on it very much. <laughs> no, I had other things. Uh, other, uh, listen, Jerry, the day gets away from you sometimes, and my working on my Tom Brokaw impression just eventually got away from me in the got late it. '80s. All right. Um, well, I did see the tarp on the field for the Mets game last night, so I felt somewhat excited that I had predicted and the tarp uh, blow off the field, and the tarp got blown around. And then um, I see the Mets didn't score any runs, and there were None. two. There were two games. None. It was a doubleheader. They sucked yesterday. The Mets did suck yesterday. Can you explain to me, though, a couple things here that oh, I, right, I don't understand? And I was at a wake last night, so I did oh, not see these sorry games to hear live. That. And I, that's fine. And I watched a lot of it this morning. And I, so I read and I listened to Luis Rojas pregame explaining why Jacob DeGrom did not pitch yesterday. What did he say? What did he say? Yeah. He said we got to get him on his regular throw day or something. Oh. He hasn't pitched since last Wednesday. Get him on his regular throw days, Jerry. Oh, what was he doing Sunday? And that means he's not pitching against the Yankees, right? Because no, he's well, pitching he today. Look, he, he shouldn't, you would think, but I guess Rojas didn't rule it out. And then here's the other thing. I get this whole notion that Seth Lugo is transitioning to be a starter. Nine up, nine down, we take him out with five strikeouts? Well, he's because trans- he's got 39 pitches? He's I mean, tra- come on. He's transitioning at Give the moment, Jerry. Give me a Jerry. break. Stop it. I mean, really, it's really, it's nauseating. Yeah. You want to tell me he went 60? Fine. I really thought 70-75. It's not that big a deal. No stressful situations. He could have thrown another inning. What a joke. I mean, really, I love baseball, but baseball's stupid sometimes. And then, uh, well, again, in the one uh, in last night's Mets game, was an unwritten rule was broken in baseball. How so? You talking about birdie? Don't steal home no, against no. the Mets. How about this? Don't <laughs> flip the ball back to the pitcher like Mackie Sasser. And if you do, yeah. how about the pitcher doesn't spike it into the ground? Because he would have been out by 10 feet. Yeah. So this John Birdie, he walks. He steals second. Which he's, is fine. And that was unfamiliar. He steals third. And that was on J.D. Davis who decided, I'm not going to cover third base. Because he would have been out by five feet because the throw was perfect. Then he steals home. Because Jay Reese Familia spikes the ball into the ground. And we're throwing the ball back to the pitcher like Mackie Sasser. And doesn't even slide into home. First of all, he's on his attempt, well, on his successful attempt at stealing home, he stumbles. He did stumble, which is why he should have been out by 10 feet. And then doesn't slide. Right. And still made it. Yeah, he still made it. Well, he dropped the ball because the ball thrown into the dirt. I wish more teams would try to steal home, especially like if your team sucks. Why not steal home all, try to steal home all the time? I suppose you could try. Sure. Because you're going to. Even if it's a good throw back from the catcher to the pitcher, the pitcher's not going to be suspecting you taking off, so he's going to panic for whatever reason. Unless you do it all the time, as you suggest. Then they'll be ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> element of surprise would be gone at that point. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Which is why what he did last night was perfect. Yeah. Although he should have been out. Right, should have been out. That was a bad... You know, it's funny because, as I said, I knew I certainly knew the scores when I went to bed. Um, but I woke up, and all I, the first tweet I saw was from Sal Licata. The Mets are a bad baseball team. I said, oh, geez. I said, this like, must have been worse than just the scores. I think he actually wrote, the Mets don't know how to play baseball. Maybe that, too. Uh, that I'll might have to be. look at it. That was bad last night. Really, just awful. I mean, their hitting is just atrocious. And how come every – well, whatever. Terrible. How terrible, come what? Terrible, you were going to say, terrible, how come terrible. every time? Well, it's just funny. How come when you got a guy on third base and less than two out, you get the strikeout, then the next guy comes up and hits the fly ball to center field? This happens often, you're saying, to the Mets. I feel like, well, I feel like it happens often in baseball, but it happened last night in the Met game, yes. And the Yankees got rained out, so now they have three double headers in five days. There's seven innings, they're fine. So three in five games. So three double headers, so six games in five days. Yeah, cool. And well, they play the Mets. 
who suck. <laughs> I can't tell you that break last week for them. Unbelievable. And it was weird watching them be the I mean, I know the Yankees did it with the Phillies earlier in the year. It is funny though, watching them be the road team at City Field. Yeah, that was weird. I was trying to figure that out. I was like, what's going on here? A little odd. And Rick Porcello, good grief. Ugh. <laughs> I I just <laughs> Hey Rick Porcello. <laughs> Ugh. Hor- just horrible, man. I don't know what else to say. They had, in one of the games, the, the top three or four batters have like five hits and they got no runs. None. They can't hit with anybody on base. It's just weird. And then, you know what they'll do today? They'll score 17 runs today. Right. Whatever. Exactly. And what a uh, one-two punch today for the Yankees, Jerry. Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka. Well, I mean, Tanaka's, you know, he's okay. He's not the Tanaka of five oh. years ago. But I agree. On paper, it looks great. You want to paper looks awesome. Sweep, because you got Garrett Cole versus Ian Anderson, who I think is the name of the singer in Jethro Tull, and then Tanaka against the Max Freed. Now you are the type that does not believe that teams sweep doubleheaders ever, even though right. statistically it's about fifty-fifty. Yeah, we did look at that. Why don't you bet a split tonight? Hmm. Like especially because the the Mets got swept in their doubleheader. That's right. So, statistically speaking, it's looking like a split. I'm going to give Garrett Cole the win and against Tanaka Ian Anderson and Tanaka the loss. Well, there you go. Bet your little two-game double. double I don't know. Party. I don't want to get caught up in starting betting baseball. It's a <laughs> bad scene for me. I, I mean, for the record, I never expected you to. I just thought it yeah. fun to put it out there. Yeah. And then last night, Jerry, and I'm going to say this is buzz. Look at you. You have changed your ways. I'm gonna, I changed my ways a little bit. I'll tell you why. So there was a no-hitter for the White Sox. Lucas Giolito. Well done. Good job. That's right. First no-hitter 2020. Yes. Now, is not a perfect game. No, but pretty close. Pretty close. He walked one guy. Yeah. And then the 13 strikeouts, to me, negates his walk. That's so fair. I'm going to give it night. I agree. He had a dominant night. I'm yeah. going to give it buzz I, I don't for a no hitter. Look at you giving buzz to a no hitter after about a week where you said, nah, not that, not where that I, special. Yeah, I was not impressed by no hitters. But I'm going to give this guy with 13 strikeouts and only one walk, I'm going to give this no hitter a buzz. Not, but they're a good team, too, by the way. They hit a lot of home runs. They've played well. I call them the Chi Sox. The Chai Sox. Not Chai the Sox. Chi Sox, you idiot. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, well, the Chiefs Sox and Onus Wagner, I guess, are one in one A, right? <laughs> the Chiefs Sox? They're the Cheeseheads and the Chai Sox. Oh, Chai Sox. Um, they have 19 no hitters, I heard the guy say at the end of the game, the broadcaster. 19? Uh, okay. The Mets have one. That is very true. And even that one was questionable. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, who had no hitters for, like, and if there were there, did the White Sox have. Are they going to be all dudes when I look at the list of White Sox no-hitters, all guys I never heard of? Or are they going to be dudes I heard of? I will say, how many did you say they had? 19. All right, so let's. right, I'm going to put the over-under, because I don't know the answer to this. Of list of Sox, Chicago no White Sox no-hitters. Don't no-hitter. look at this don't. now. Don't look. Oh, okay. I'm going to say out of 19 you've heard of, I'll put the over-under at four and a half. All right. Is that fair? Four and a half out of 19. I'm going to go what? backwards, Jerry, because... actually. Uh, I'm looking at okay. these names. Mark yeah. Burley, I've heard of him. Yeah, I think that's where that ends. And he threw two of them. Uh, but I think this is the end. Wilson Alvarez, I heard of him. Mm, really? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And that's it. I'm already into Joel 19- Horlin. I'm already into 1911 on this list. I don't know. Vernon Kennedy. Guys. Yeah, I don't know these. Guys. I mean, we're also in the seven, the the, the teens and the twenties. <laughs> well, how about oh, this yeah, one, Jerry? I about James Callahan back in 1902. Jerry, the, the White Sox first no-hitter happened September 20th, 1902. Nixie Callahan. That's what I just no. said, James Callahan. Oh. <laughs> I, call, I call him Nixie. Nixie. Frank Smith. How about he did it uh, three years apart? Twice. Twice. Yeah. The great, great Frank Smith. Yeah, Frank Smith. So they, so of their 19 no-hitters, they have a, they have a couple dudes who've done it twice. Pretty impressive. This Mark Burley did it in... It did it twice in two years. It did it in 2007 and 2009. How about that? That's pretty cool. Uh, yes, and I would say a lot of buzz for that. Would you not agree? Definitely a lot of buzz. Definitely buzz. Uh, buzz. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, they had a lot of no-hitters but prior to 1950. Yeah, so, so. those really don't count. Oh, Philip Umber. You remember him. I do remember Philip Umber. From where? From Louisville. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Mets, dude. <laughs> oh, Mets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an ass, but you're funny. <laughs> yeah, you really don't remember him with the Mets? I do. No, I don't remember him with the Mets. I do know know the name for sure. Okay. He was like a big prospect. Oh, big boy. prospect with the Mets. He threw a no-hitter for the uh, White Sox. Yeah, well. I, I call them the Chai Sox. And how about Dwight Gooden? Threw a no-hitter with the Yankees. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> David Cohn, right? Yeah, I mean, he's weird. Just Mets. weird. What are you going to do? So the Mets have the Mets have no hitters from guys who were at one time were on the Mets. For sure. Of course. Just didn't do it with the Mets. We just named a couple of them. There's no doubt about it. And do you how, think about, so? how about Nolan Ryan? Have and, you heard uh, of him? Tom Seaver for the Reds. I was getting there. All right. I've heard of them. So I actually was looking to the list to see if Tom Seaver threw a no-hitter with the White Sox because he was on the White Sox. A lot of you don't know that. He very well might have. I don't know. He definitely no. He didn't throw one of the no hitters. But White Sox. Do you think in Chicago? You know how like in New York? Would you say the split is fifty fifty Mets Yankees fans? Um, or are you going to say do. no? I do actually. It feels it feels fifty fifty. It does feel fifty fifty, and I can only tell you from friends and kids I've coached over the years and families. It's uh, for me. It's been fifty fifty. Is it? I don't know the answer to that, but I would say it's about. It's close. Feels it. Yeah, it does. What about Giants-Jets? Does that feel 50 It does. Yeah, it does. Do you think in Chicago, White Sox-Cubs feels 50-50, or you think, think the Cubs dominate I would fans? think the Cubs dominate outside looking in, but I don't know. Who White knows? Sox been around throwing no-hitters in 1902. Right. So it very well could be 50-50. I have no idea. Great question. I think of Chicago, for whatever reason, I think Chicago baseball, I think the Cubs. Me too. But again, that's outside looking in. We don't live there. I don't know. Right. Outsiders looking in here probably are like, Here's an Yanke- easy one. Yankees. This is an easy one. All right. Dodgers, Angels, 90-10. <laughs> you think so? I do, yeah. Giants, A's, probably same thing, 75-25. Mm. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, probably. Because the Giants and Dodgers, you know, I mean, they kind of rule run those towns. I know right. Oakland isn't in San Francisco, but they're- a bridge apart. They're not far. And even Anaheim is in L.A., but they call them the L.A. Angels. But I would think that the Dodgers and Giants pretty much run that state baseball-wise. Here's right. a question. Dodgers-Giants in the state of California. Dodgers. Yeah, I would agree with you. It feels like Dodgers. I would agree. Even though the Giants had a really good – what did they win? They won three World Series in six years. They had a little bit of a role. They had a very good role. I would agree, though. I would think it'd probably be Dodgers, but who knows? We'll see. 517, we are just getting started. It's the warm-up show. It's a Giants Wednesday. We will have uh, Daniel Jones. We'll have mm-hmm. Joe Judge coming up, early stages of the show. And and if I may do a quick tease here, on oh, the other sure. side of the break, a very odd Plaxico Burris story. All right. Does it involve a nightclub and a gun? No. Okay. But well, it, it may even be weirder. Really? I didn't see yeah. this. All right, cool. There's we a radio t- And I'm not even going to Google it. I'm going to let you Don't Google me. it. Don't Google it. 518, we're coming right back on the fan. Alan Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. All right, 524. It is a Wednesday here in New York while Al Duke's down the uh, Jersey Shore across the street from the beach. He's already taking the dog out for a walk. He's ready to rock. And right now, a radio tease he gave us before the break on Plexigal Burrs. Yeah, so there's. Uh, I'm learning about this, Jerry, over uh, the last couple of days. There's something on the internet called OnlyFans. Okay. All right. It's a social media platform for famous people, but it's being used uh, often now in the pornography industry. OnlyFans is wait, a. Subs- time out. Wait, wait, wait. wait yes. Wait, wait, wait. What I don't understand. What? How does OnlyFans so, and sports translate show to you. pornography? No, no, OnlyFans is a social media platform Okay, where individual people have set up an account and you can only see their content if you pay for it. Okay, it's got a, it. It's a monthly fee, let's gotcha. say 15 or $20. Okay. A lot of adult entertainers use this site to put up their nude photos and films. Oh, I see. And then their fans pay for it with a monthly subscription. Got it. Now- it got a lot of notoriety uh, very recently because uh, Bella Thorne, an actress who is now an adult but who was in Disney programming, she started a OnlyFans account and made $1.5 million in 24 hours. Wow. Because she's very famous and people want to see her nude. Oh, that and- she's... Oh, okay. 
So I'm imagining, I, now I didn't pay Jerry, but I imagine that she was giving people nude photos in order to make her $1.5 million. How much do you think you can make if you did nude photos? <laughs> I bet I could make some money. I agree. Some oh, I weirdos. You make money. I just don't know how much. I don't know. It's a good question. But you she make, made $1.5 million. Think you make ten in grand a, in 24 hours? No. Why not? I don't know. I, I don't know, like, if, if uh, is it possible to screen grab these? I don't know. I, I imagine it's not. I imagine there's some sort of technology in place. That if I signed up and paid Bella Thorne twenty dollars a month, that I couldn't go on there, screen grab her nude photos, and then post them myself. I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some yeah. sort of because because anything goes on the internet is not true. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there must be some way to protect. That. Okay, fair enough. So she made one point five million. So what about yeah? Blacks? So so it seemed interesting in that someone famous that does not do nudity and pornography in their regular life was starting to use this account and made all this money. So then yesterday, we get an announcement on Twitter from Plaxico Burris that he has joined only f- only fans. I see. So I'm looking at it now. 10% off, $15.30 for 30 days. Now, is he going to be posing nude on He's got this? no posts so far. How many people do you think signed up for a Plaxico Burris fans only page? Well, but is it... Hmm. Is it, it is, understood that if you sign up for one of these, that there you're going to get nude photos of people? It is. It, I'm going to say it is understood that it's that's understood. what that that's what this service is known for. Now I'm looking at it and I'm seeing fitness people. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're all getting nude. <laughs> <laughs> so if I sign up, so hold on. Now if I sign up, though, what am I signing up for? Sign up to make money or to I'm so confused. By You're this. signing up. Well, if you you can create your own page yourself, have the I'm Jerry not getting nude. Okay, so then the other way you would use it is you would sign up to get either Bella Thorne nudes or Plaxico Burris nudes. Are they the only two? No, um, they're my two Monica examples. Holt. I'm using. I don't know who she is. There's a lot of adult entertainers. She what makes- I'm saying is. For Plaxico Burris to announce this, it's strange because that's what's sort of expected, not blatantly said, well, but sort of expect expected. Oh, and it comes right up. Nudes of Emily. Who's she? I don't even know who these people are. Now, it says Bella Thorne. You said 1.5. In, yeah. in a full week, she made over $2 million. Yeah, 1.5 in 24 hours she made. So the New York she, Times wrote a story last year how OnlyFans... Okay, gosh. Because wow. that was very much how it was taking the adult industry by storm. Wow. I think we take the sports industry by storm and we start our own. I think we take this warm-up show and we do additional content on OnlyFans. And if it doesn't work out, we get nude. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to give you additional content. Uh, Al at home with his dog, Jerry at his Little League games. If no one buys it, we'll just get nude. Well, I mean, and if that doesn't work, we bring Eddie Scazarian nude. <laughs> right. Only fan the warm-up show Only Fans account where we do the Now, on the regular radio, it's free, but if you want to see us doing it doing it nude, right. you we have do the to pay. show with no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put tape over the CBS cameras. <laughs> right, oh, cuz I don't want them stealing our our stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what Plexico Burrs is doing with this, but I will say that the social media reaction to it was that everyone thought he was going to be dropping some nude photos. <laughs> nude Plexico photos. It's funny. Like him in his jersey with no pants oh. on. Stuff like that. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen. To each his own. What a world we're living in, Jerry. This is really something. I'm just I'm I'm trying to understand how this works. This is um this is different. <laughs> yeah. Only fans. <laughs> now, maybe it'll become clearer this week what uh, Plaxico Burris is going to do with this. Well, I think you've just laid it out what he's going to do with it. So you think he's getting nude? I don't. You're telling me what the fans expect. But here's the That's thing. That's what the fans expect. But this is I I disagree from this standpoint. If you're logging in to see Plaxico Burris, you're probably a Steeler or a Giant fan, and you probably are just looking to be entertained as opposed to seeing him with no clothes on. Right. What was you that? Say, what noise say, was that you just uh, made? That was me going, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, but I, I don't, you know, it, like if if Dak Prescott got on this, I'm not looking for him to be naked. Right, but he would. The point is that 
the only people joining this are getting naked. I don't know. We're giving them a lot of publicity right now. You never know. Well, listen, if I sign up and pay Plaxico Burns $20 a month and I don't see nude photos, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we got problems because I'm signing us up right now. Well, Onlyfans.com slash warm-up show. <laughs> and Plaxico Burris only has – he's just under 30,000 Twitter followers. I've got double that, Jerry. Yeah. I could get double the money that Plaxico Burris is getting for nudes. If people want to see you with no clothes on. Good point. I'm not sure your girlfriend wants to see you with no clothes on. Right. <laughs> And that's free. <laughs> in other very strange... Uh, Stranger than this? In other strange uh, social media news, Washington football team owner Daniel Snyder Washington joined... football team owner. He joined Twitter. Yeah, but he did it in a goofy way. Isn't it a private account? Right. You have to, you have to click that you want to follow him. Okay. And then and he, he has to pr- approve, approve it. it. Got it. He currently has... Four followers, <laughs> but how do we? How know is that possible? Real? How do we know it's real? Well, because he's, he's got to approve them. Well, he's verified. Yeah, but and he has to approve them. It very. Oh, well... so you think he's got a whole bunch sitting there waiting to get yes, approved? Yes, oh, okay. absolutely. And I think he might be using it to now start following reporters, right, and his players to see what's going on. But I he might that. be the type. Like, didn't I, I don't know this. Are you? Do you have Twitter open? That's probably. I do. I do have Twitter open. Really dumb question. (laughs) Can can you check on check on Francesa? See how many people he's following. All right. Because for the longest time he was following nobody. Right. Let's see. All right. And that was because he could select it. This is funny. He's following ten people. Ten people. All right. Here are the ten. Okay. Brooks Kepka. Okay. Harrison Francesa. Okay. Scott Gottlieb, MD. Yeah. Okay. Mohammed Al Arian, chief economic advisor. Okay. Something called Safdi. He's following radio.com, which is nice. That's great. Uh, Donald Trump. Right. Adrian Wojnarowski. Got to get your NBA stuff. Right. Bill Simmons. And, and only fans. Foxico <laughs> <laughs> Burris' only fans account. And what was the other one? Uh, Phil Mickelson. So okay. Two golfers on there. So he's been very selective very in the selective. feed he gets. Yeah. In Snyder's case, he's being very selective in who he is allowing to follow him. Yeah, which is weird. It goes completely against what Twitter is. Twitter can be whatever the hell you want it to be. Yep, four followers. He's following two people. He's probably just spying on people. Not and- spying, but keeping tabs on what's being said. Should I try to follow him and see if he'll allow me in? Yes, why not? All right. You might just follow. get lost in the shuffle, but why the hell not? A follow request has been sent to real Dan Snyder. Okay. I'm going to say no. You think you get denied or does it no. just sit there? I think it's going to sit there just for like a day or two, and then like he's going to realize he's got all these thousands, and then someone's just going to, one of his minions is just going to go in there and click everyone in. Very well could be the case. This has been very enlightening. So he's on Twitter, and Plexico right. Burris is on OnlyFans. Right. That was our social media segment of the show. Now, is this OnlyFans? Can you do videos on this, too, or is it just photos? I believe it's videos also. Hmm. Okay. You're a little more interested now in the Plexico Burris? Uh... Um, no, not in, no, not in that. I, don't, I was never a Plexico Burris fan, so I don't really, it doesn't really interest me. But Rick, it's, it's an interesting platform. Rick on Twitter says, Al, you're going to have to pay us to join your OnlyFans page. Well, I'm not paying you guys. I'm trying to make money. That doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. None at all. All right, 535. We still have a lot to do. Almost a half hour still left. So, see, it's not the shortest show on WFAN, Zach. And maybe at some point, Al, we'll get to that. I am. I'm writing new liners right now. Good. That sounds great. Uh, We got Boomer coming up at 6. Giant Wednesday as well here on The Fan. Al and Jerry, this is the new normal. All right, the heat is on. It's 20 in front of 6. We've got Joe Judge and Daniel Jones joining us on the Boomer and Geo show coming up late in the 6 o'clock and early 7 o'clock hour. Real quick, Al, because this is right up your alley because you are someone that loves to go out to dinner and you're big with the tip and how things go. Right. So last night after we went to the wake, we did go out to dinner. Uh, There were six of us. Uh, in (laughs) In the scope of about... I would say an hour and 50 minutes. (laughs) This is what happened. First, the waiter forgot one of the drinks. All right, that's fine. I don't think that's an issue. That happens. 
Then um, he forgot one of the appetizers. Fair enough. Then he completely forgot um, someone else's uh, soup. Okay, well, I guess that happens. That's fine. Then when the food came out, uh, three of the six were correct. <laughs> Two were incorrect, and one just never appeared. <laughs> then uh, he it took him probably an hour to bring the ketchup over. And I'm not even making this so up. So it was a rough night. <laughs> then we ordered to go uh, barbecue chicken wings for my son. Uh, to when we got them, they didn't cap the blue cheese, and the blue cheese was all over the wings Ooh. and the things. So we had to send that back. Then he decided to bring out the missing wrap for a friend of ours. But like you, if it had any mayonnaise on it, we weren't eating it, or he wasn't going to eat it. And so first they brought out the wrong wrap. <laughs> then 10 minutes later, they came out with the right wrap, but it had mayonnaise on it. So that had to go back. <laughs> I would have just stopped Dude, somewhere on the way home. I felt, but I felt it turned out it was like one of his first nights working. I felt so bad for him. He got a bigger tip because you felt bad. I for felt him. horrible for him. He was so overmatched and overrun that he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He was a little in over his head. He was very much, and I, I was actually when the when the rap came with the mayonnaise. I actually had you in mind. Like you would lose your mind over. Yeah, this. I've been, I would. Yeah, I would have gave up. I would just hit up like Wendy's on the ride. Oh home. my god, it was really. Uh, it was not a great experience. But what are you going to do, Jerry? I've been working on some liners uh, during the break. All right, good. Some new liners for when we come back from break for the show. I, I wrote three of them. You tell me if you like them. All right, Alan Jerry. It's the only thing on WFAN right now. But we're not. No, no. Like right now, we were the only thing on WFAN. <laughs> Okay. Like right well, this moment. But fair enough. I I would might clarify that. All right. Right this moment. Right now. Right. We're the only thing on WFN. Right. Alan Jerry, because you get enough sports with the other 23 hours in the day. I like, you know what? I love that. That's really good. All right. How about this one? Alan Jerry, no guests, no calls, no real content. <laughs> That's fine by me. All right, so those we'll work on those. I'll try Perfect. to get those into the rotation. And but what do you want for the opener? I don't know. What do we have right now? The shortest show? I don't like that. Uh, how about the no calls, no guests, no real content? Perfect. I like that as an opener. That sounds I'll, great. I'll get those to Zach. I do like as the other 23 hours funny. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time to cover sports. <laughs> now, Jerry, the Las Vegas Raiders, I almost said Oakland Raiders, Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders wore jerseys uh, at practice the other day. They wore jerseys of Raider greats. Oh, I like that. That's kind of neat. The Raiders. Who would you have chosen if you were on the Las Vegas Raiders? Um, Whose that's... number would you have chosen? Hmm. That's a good question. I probably would have went. Howie Long? Howie Long? Would what you about go there? Jack would, Tatum? Would you go okay. Bo Jackson? Mm. Not that he was a guy. I mean, he got hurt, but I mean, just right. he was Bo Jackson. He was a Raider. Yeah. I don't know. I would go Dave Casper, maybe. Okay. Cliff Jim Branch. Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett, if you were yeah. quarterbacking. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good ones you could have picked. Lester Hayes, the stick Ooh, quarterback. Oh, I like that one because that's the one in the NFL films with the eyes and the backpedaling and the interception. Yeah. Yep. Well, he used to remember he used to cover himself and stick them back when that was legal. Isn't Lester Hayes. Oh, yeah. If you Google Lester Hayes images, his whole arms, they look like they're covered in uh, Crisco oil. Nice. The so that's who you're going with. I'm going with Dave Casper because right. it's kind of cool, the ghost. They called him the ghost. Jerry. I actually think that's a really clever way to go through practice. Yeah, I would love all the teams to do this. I think that's pretty cool. But I feel like guys today, the the players today, have no real history of the game. Like they, guys had to be like, I don't know who was on the Raiders. Uh, that's probably true. I mean, it's it's a different time now. Like for instance, I could tell you, there are like my son's ten. He loves playing baseball more than anything. Ask him to watch it. No interest. No interest. None. Absolutely. And he likes going to games. But to sit down where, as my older son, will literally watch every inning of a doubleheader, it's painful for my 10-year-old to watch baseball. When we've had a lot of players on, like normally when we'd go to like Jets or Giants camp or even the Super Bowl where we would have current players sure. on, not on the air, but during the chit-chat while the commercials are on, you know, Boomer would talk football with these guys. And it's it would be so weird to see like guys had no idea – 
that Boomer played for the sure. Bengals and was like, an NFL MVP. Not no idea thirty either. And it was it wasn't like unique to a couple of guys. It was it felt like the overwhelming majority of guys didn't have any sense of history of the game. Sure. Well, I think guys that played the game played the game. Guys that watched it like us. <laughs> <laughs> like I would love to pick a Raider great who's jersey to wear yeah I but you. i guarantee they had to be like you think they were just given to most of them I'm yeah sure that, there were some that know like john grudwin was probably like listen you're taking 21 cliff branch he was awesome take it okay sir yeah Who was some of the, oh marcus allen i do like the idea though oh. i think it's very neat kenny stabler yeah rich history with the raiders yeah i love raider history i like the raiders to be good and I like the Raiders to be mean and nasty. I don't know if you're allowed to be mean and nasty. Anymore. I want them punching guys when they're no, down. You can't do that. I want them body slamming quarterbacks. Can't do that either. Like that dude did to uh, can't this was do up. It. No, I would say one of the most egregious hits ever on a quarterback had to be. I think it was the the dude on the Packers when uh, Jim McMahon was being arrogant. Jim McMahon yeah. and the guy just picked him up. Jim McMahon had thrown the ball already. The guy just picked him up, lifted him off the ground, and body slammed I don't remember him. that. I'll have to look that up. Google it. I, I will Google it. I will. I think one of the coolest, was it Jim Marshall? I know there's the video of Jim Marshall picking up the fumble and scoring the wrong way. Yeah. He's going the wrong there way. There's also, though, in those NFL films, like a clothesline that Jim Marshall had <laughs> on like a wide receiver or a running back. <laughs> yeah. Where he almost like takes the guy's head off. Those were the days, Jerry. I mean, those were, I mean, it was violent. I mean, it's violent now because the. Really, the players are just supremely talented. They're fast. They're in such great shape. But you can make the case it was more violent back then because of their rules oh, were just sure. allowed it. You know? Yeah, you could destroy dudes. Yeah. How about Frank Gifford got knocked out when he was playing? Yeah. I watched that hit a couple times. I've got, I've got to remember this. The Packers and, and Jim McMahon. I don't remember. Jim I don't McMahon. Know I forget the guy's name. He was a punk. He was a punk on the Packers. A punk on the Packers. And then yet another example of why I do not have children, because we can't trust our children to grow up and be not criminals. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son has been charged with multiple felonies. Well, over, we've talked about this, right? Yeah, over yeah. alleged stabbings. Now imagine yeah. you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This guy had a great career and that, as a kid, and now this kid is out here besmirching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's name. Charles Martin, by the way, was the... Charles Martin was the Packer. <laughs> what is he doing? I'm going to chase him down today. Wow, that's pretty funny. Tell him uh, I yeah, don't no, forget. that's a shame. When you when that happens, it certainly right. can ruin your name. And But at the end of the day, it's also not Kareem, it's his son. Yeah, but this guy's got to... This kid's got to be a, a headache for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I would say that that's, a, that's probably very true, yes. What I wonder if he now? uses. Uh, I'm just googling this real quick. Abdul Jabbar's son. I want to see if he's using the name Abdul Jabbar. Let's hope not, Jerry. You know what I mean? You think he went with a fake name? No, I think he's. Uh, let's see. Jerry, just bear with me here. Let's yeah, but whatever. See. I'll have this ready for when the real show starts. Right. Well, that's at six o'clock. We have ten more minutes. I mean, they don't even use his now. name. They don't even use his name in the article. They just say Kareem Abdul Jabbar's son. His son is Adam. Okay. I listen. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you've taken. Adam, the leap. <laughs> no, he's, he's using the name Jerry, twenty-eight-year-old Adam Abdul Jabbar. You make it sound like using the name like he's paying rent for it. <laughs> he's <is> his son. <laughs> but listen, Abdu- Kareem Abdul Jabbar changed his name legally. Legally, right? I would ask my son if listen, if you're going to be stabbing people, could you change your name back or like let's him have Alcindor. <laughs> Lou Alcindor. Adam Alcindor wouldn't even be making news. Yeah, Adam Abdul Jabbar. At some point, people would realize it was Kareem's son. Ugh. There's nothing you can do about it. Listen, you've taken the leap. You've got the dog. You never know. Maybe at some point you will adopt a child, <laughs> which is even more that difficult. Is, of course. Right? It's hard. I give people a lot of credit to do that. You're not my dad. There'd be a lot of that going on in here. Well, I mean, yeah, you certainly hear stories like that. That's really tough stuff. Yeah. And again, I give them a lot of credit. All right, we got to take one final break before we get the booms in here. Um, And then it is Giant Day here on The Fan. Daniel Jones. That's right. Right. And Joe Judge will join us. Giannotti is off 
for a few more days. Comes back on Monday. Right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute with the great Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till we get to the top of the hour. Boomer joins us then. The Mets got swept yesterday. They lost 7-0, 4-0, and 3-0. Uh, the Yankees will play two today. Islanders back in action. What else you got, Al? Let me hit you with a quick buzz, no buzz, Jerry. Uh, Tyron, Tyron, Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou, yeah. For the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, buzz yeah, I don't, no buzz. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think the Greg Popovich rumors the other day create tremendous buzz. Tyron Lue, okay. But why I mean, uh, didn't he coach the Cavaliers? And they won a championship. He so why no buzz? I agree, there is no buzz. But because why? Because no they won because they had LeBron. Oh, they had Kyrie Irving. Like they were just really good. Remember, he got fired. <laughs> he did get fired. Yeah. I okay, don't so we're going to go no buzz on this. I, personally, as a Net fan, I'd rather keep Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn. I would. And he's French. <laughs> and I thought a hockey coach, but you tell me I'm going to go with you on this one. You tell me he's the Brooklyn Nets head coach right now. I'm going to uh, go with yes. that. Correct. <laughs> and your main man, Jerry Jones, has said that they're, that it is fair for some teams to be able to have fans in the stands while others cannot. There were some teams crying that – it's going to be a disadvantage to them as a home team if they can't have their home team fans there and other stadiums will allow. It. Listen, I've said this, if you can have fans, put fans in the building. Right. And you got to deal you got to deal with it. And if you're if your state's not allowing you to, well, that would, there's nothing we can do about that. That's I, what Jerry Jones is saying. Yeah, and I'm good with him. I agree. And now I don't know how many fans he's planning on putting in AT&T Stadium. All these numbers are like 10,000 here, 13,000 in Miami, 16,000 in Kansas City. So you think he's putting 50,000 fans in there? Yankees baseball is Ooh, back, and we've got yeah. every game.